this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Age of Radio. This week on What Were They Thinking, we will be presenting a classically made movie with brilliant mise-en-scene and fantastic dialogue that can only be matched oh, by... Hold on, hold on. We ain't got time for that. Time to breathe! <sighs> Very good. You know when I pick a movie That's when I'm Welcome, everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of What Were They Thinking? A podcast where we talk about bad to questionable movies and sometimes incomprehensible movies. Why am I suddenly saying that this week? I don't know. It could be just a coincidence. Um, I am one of your co-hosts, Brendan, and joining me is the... Mm, I don't know. The, uh, the, the desert to my Neil Breen... Uh, Nathan, <laughs> sure, because the the desert is is comes alive as its own character within this movie. It really is. The desert is is really a character on its own. It's it's a cliche to say, but it's so true. It's so true. Um, yes, uh, Nathan, this is our third Neil Brenus movie. Yeah, we've seen Fateful Findings. Brain. I am here. Dot dot Brain. dot dot. Now. And 
Double Down, his first film. You could tell it's like not as polished as his later works because it's his first foray into filmmaking. He hasn't quite found, found his style yet. I'll, I'll say this. There's, there's actually some stuff that he should have kept a hold of uh, for those later films. Mm. Yeah. All right, well, well, we'll get into it. But before we get too far into it, um, we do have a guest because, God damn it, she picked the movie. Ladies and gentlemen, making her way back to the podcast from Smoky Mountain, Georgia, Stone Mountain, Georgia, in fact, Mariah. What's up, jerks? <laughs> oh, no. no. Lawsuits already. Sorry. You did this to Hi. us. Hello. <laughs> Sorry for, like, I was watching this because I was like, oh, I really want to do a Neil Breen movie. And then I forgot how bad this one was. Like, it's oh, just like. This one. <laughs> You know, like it, it was like you know, there's a they could have done pass through or you know, like we you will, know, we it? will eventually. Don't, yeah. the other one, Mariah. but this one hey. is just garbage. Like Mariah. I was so confused. These, I, these, these are to Brendan what Gamera films are to me. They uh, will all eventually be covered on they, the show, yeah. including his new movie in which I believe Neil Breen thinks he's making everything everywhere all at once in one of those scenes. <laughs> God, oh, it's a masterpiece. Um, so this is a Neil Breen movie. I mean, what do you want to know? That is his first movie. Um, the plot. Well, oh, here we, here we, here we go. Plot. Um, Neil have Breen. Do we have paramedics standing by just in case <laughs> Brendan has an aneurysm? Yeah. Neil Breen plays a character named Aaron Brand, and I only know that because I looked it up online five minutes ago. They said and his name. Like, I thought it was Aaron Brown. Um, mm. Maybe maybe that's just what it sounded like, and they weren't sure. But he plays Aaron Brand, and um, he is, oh, I don't know, uh, a, a, the most godliest man to have ever lived on the earth. Um, he, you know, everything about, we'll get into, I'll get into he it in a second. He is the Ubermensch. Yeah, because he lists his accomplishments and his skills. And right I, off I, the bat. I, we don't have time to get into it for just the quick plot summary, but I'll say that he's a very talented individual. That a specific is specific set of skills. Very spe- well, no, very general set of skills. Oh, really. <laughs> the particular set of skills. <laughs> yeah, a particular set of skills for literally everything. But yeah. I guess he builds like bio weapons, and he's planning to use one in Las Vegas. Um, the, the closest city... trip, the closest trip for two months, and I was like, COVID. I was like, oh, my God, he talked about COVID. <laughs> <laughs> they should have done a Team America, and he was like, it's going to be COVID-19 times 200. <gasps> yes. You mean, that's right. Yeah, he said it was <laughs> like a biological budget, biological weapon yeah. that will sh- close the Las Vegas Strip for two months. Oh, man, imagine that the, uh, Team America ripped off this. Oh, I guess this would be ripping off Team America because it's a year after. Anywho. Um, he's trying to, he's planning on doing something terrible in Vegas. Uh, he's also, um, he also, he's also clinging, he's also clinging to his humanity. He's lost his girlfriend via sniper. And, you know, he's just trying to get along in the desert and eat tuna. So let's get into it. You know what they say though, Brendan, Nathan, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Oh, they're gonna say this song mostly happens outside of Vegas. Outside of Vegas, it does. Uh, It didn't stay there, so that's why we had to watch the movie. Ah, It's because it's the only place he could shoot without a permit. So we start off with a beautiful smoky sky shot precisely for this movie. Beautiful mountain tops with vaguely 
Terminator-esque theme music playing. Um, get I kept ready, looking folks. for the Getty's image, Mark. Oh, and and, and get ready because yeah. if you like stock footage and if you and like shitty lighting and no, no, no. Let me correct you for a second. No lighting, because at the end yeah. of the movie, during the credits, it says makeup and hair, none. Lighting, none. As you if go. you need to list that. Don't list it if you didn't have any makeup and hair or lighting. Anyway, um, so so he's we get this 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 beautiful vista and we meet Aaron Brand and let me just tell you this man he knows his computer science he's won many medals in the army for service and he's always lived between this world and the other but now he's a mercenary and if i learned anything from morbius that means he is the worst kind of human right <laughs> and deserves everything coming to him um we also get a very uh, fateful findings-esque moment here when he says he met the love of his life when they were seven, and we see them as little kids, and then we see them as adults, and he is not the same age as her. No, I swear to game. God, I thought the kids playing on the playground was just stock footage, just something that he could say that they met when they were kids, and we'd never see those kids again. Boy, howdy, well, was I wrong. Up. These kids were on set for stuff, Whose kids are these? We should be alerting child services. We should be. Yeah. As well as that old couple later that I'm pretty sure he just stole from a home. You are you actually I believe <laughs> it's it's a law you cannot breen within five hundred yards of a school. That's, or that's children. Correct. So <laughs> yeah, you know it's not especially not in Vegas. They know about him there. Yeah. Um <laughs> so he's talking about like you know how like you watch a movie sometimes and they purposely do like they purposely have someone narrating that's that's like they're intentionally making it an unreliable narrator like, and that's mm -hmm. like the whole point of it in this movie this is like the accidental version of the unreliable <laughs> narrator because you're like this is none of this is true <laughs> clearly just so like there's so many like it's just so much dialogue and there's no like there's no breaks in his like you know when he's talking so it just to me it seems like he's an alien trying <laughs> to communicate to, like a human like, i wish like, irl i yeah I wish that at the at the, you mentioned that at the end of the movie he had had the uh, the courage uh, to do like a smash cut to him drunkenly sitting on a bar telling this story to some guy some rando in a bar and the guy's just like yeah sure pal greatest mercenary ever <laughs> <laughs> he would not he would not put a scene where he looks anything less than a fucking among god men. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Okay, because guys, I want to tell you that he he is so good at technology that he scared his government and they assassinated his fiance in retaliation. No, Therefore, they didn't. No, they didn't. That was the worst sniper. I am going to talk about that when we get to it. Well, because of this, though, he's basically available for hire in every country, as he says. And I'm like, wow, even Saudi Arabia? That's kind of problematic. <laughs> he, uh, he controls access to the National Geospatial oh. something or other. My computer... Na National okay. Geospatial uh, fucking intelligence agency. But at one point he says geospatious, and I wrote it in my notes, and my computer was like, that is not a word. Right, because it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Neil, you made that up. Um, he's also, though, if you're wondering, um, despite him being a, a maker of biological weapons and a genius, he's also a wonderfully charitable man who gives all his money to children char children's charities and hospitals. And my favorite part of this line is when he says, and evacuees from natural disasters like Katrina. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. On the nose. <laughs> but then follows that up immediately, immediately with his fucking mission. I'm gonna shut down the Las Vegas trip for two months. <laughs> like with Whoa. a biological weapon. I was like, did yeah. you just talk about children's how, charities and how awesome you are and 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 helping people fleeing natural disasters? You're about to create a man-made disaster that's gonna be all kinds of refugees that you're gonna have to help. And also, good luck shutting down Vegas. The mayor of Vegas didn't even shut down Vegas when COVID was around. So yeah. have at it, bud. <laughs> he also has biomedical implants in his eyes. And we see oh. real footage of his surgery that Neil Breen must have oh. gotten and allowed cameras in. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah's favorite shot takes place next in the movie is when he's driving and he makes an awkward kind of darting look into the road. Okay, like, sorry. Like his joke. taxi driver or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like a yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, Neil Breen as Travis Bickle. <laughs> are you talking to me? I I want to know. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Dot dot dot. Well, I have the dot the, the, the dot dot dots are silent. Silent. So <laughs> I don't think yeah. he would. Know. I think he would say it if it was in the script. I think he would. <laughs> Um, Are you talking to me? Pull gun. <laughs> now this guy is is a genius. He he he's obviously brilliant. He he makes all these weapons. He knows everything. But goddamn it, apparently he does. The only thing he has not mastered is eating out of a can of tuna. Oh my god, I hate the what the fucking piece of shit is this? Why was Holy that Jesus. left? Why was that left in the movie? That made him look bad, right? Was no, like a, I think it's think it was like a, a, Did he like think a, it was a it was a comedy beat? Yeah, like he did the, the same thing in like uh twist uh, uh Faithful Findings with the yeah, the spinach. Maybe food is just hilarious to him. Or maybe it's to him sh- like showing that he's not actually perfect the way he uh <laughs> presents himself to be. He's spilling tuna all over his pants. There are yeah. better ways for you to introduce humanity to your character without spilling food all over yourself. It's just so funny because he's driving, and I think he's actually driving, and he's just making a huge sloppy tuna mess all over his jeans. <laughs> and I think that might be later why he's not driving when he's mm. supposed to be driving. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Um, also, a huge sloppy tuna mess over his jeans is going to haunt me. I don't know why I said that out loud. <laughs> so <laughs> we get a green gets the chicks man beautiful footage of birds taking off that he definitely shot um he has he tells us uh much like it, uh much like mickey rourke in sin city he lists off his like uh his weapons i guess he's like i got satellite dishes five laptops six cell phones and bioterror and flip phones or flip phones and fucking ibm computers with a nipple on the none of them are turned on no. once in the movie yeah same computer probably the same computers that are in uh, faithful findings well maybe not uh well you know spoiler alert he does destroy some of these though some of them some of them probably made it to faithful findings but there were some casualties in this movie he sure oh, likes actually. breaking computers yeah even for a big hacker you know I have heard, by the way, that he um, somebody was talking. I've read an interview where somebody had been in one of his movies and they thought it was because they thought it would be hilarious. And then they were talking about uh, Neil Breen using technology and everything, his characters in movies. And they were saying, like, that's infuriating to me because the man doesn't know how to turn on a computer. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Not shocked. 
Also, just going to insert this real uh, real quick here, guys. Uh, Neil Breen is about to speak at Mensa. That is not a joke. He's about to do a fucking Q&A at Mensa. What's Mensa, Brendan? It's it's like a genius it's, society. It's a super smart club for super smart people and super, super exclusive. You got to be super smart like Raven to get in. <laughs> I'm wondering if they're just fascinated by his brain after watching I, I, his movies. I think they're just fascinated probably with the uh if he's a if he's a member cuz he's speaking there, he's just fa- they're just fascinated by the money he paid to take their test. I don't think he's a member. I think he's just doing a Q&A. Okay. I think he's just showing up. I read that and I was like, what in the world? Um so anyway, uh, so he talks about his, his equipment that he has. Uh, the computers are all off. And he's just randomly tapping buttons. And we see a control room. Uh, again, more stock footage. He talks about how he's planted biological bombs in seven big cities, seven major cities that will kill hundreds of thousands of people and shut down the economy. He also kills someone with an invisible shield device. Yes. Oh, my God. That was so bad. I was like, what happened? What just happened? Cloak of invisibility. <laughs> that murders people. You're a wizard, just... Harry. <laughs> it's at this point he starts wrestling with his own childhood and his own humanity right guys like he sees a kid standing in the middle of the grass and says where are you where am i it was so random you're me oh alien (laughs) he's an alien emily 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 Emily. (laughs) he um he has a bioweapon though now he's made one and he wants to test it first so what do you do nathan when you want to test a bioweapon and you're near a little lake well you just take a little bit of it and put it in the little corner of the lake and it doesn't go anywhere else in the lake because that's how solvents work right and then you've got to have a and then there's a bunch of, yeah and then there's a bunch of store-bought fish you dump in the lake to make it look like yeah. you're dead <laughs> this, I have to say, like this movie is like sock footage porn. It's like how much I was telling Brendan while we were watching this. So I was like, how we should like time time it, like not really, but like ha- like time it and see how much of it is actual movie and how much of it is stock footage. And then I think you should time out how much of it are shots that you've already seen. I actually, that's repeat I'm, scenes. He does, and I messaged Brendan saying that can a movie be considered a feature-length movie if it is comprised of forty-five percent stock footage? For, mm. You're being very generous. <laughs> <laughs> also, and and my response to that was, I think Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two is like eighty percent the first movie. But that was that I yeah. that's that's a movie from another movie that's related to that movie. This is all just yeah. Getty image stock footage. Yeah. I wonder if like uh like I was telling Brennan, can you imagine if you did like a drinking game and you you die? Yeah, it doesn't matter what yeah, it doesn't matter what you you could say you could say (laughs) a weird line or you know, a a terrible shot of Neil Breen's ass. You're you're gonna be drunk off yours before the whole thing's done, regardless. So it doesn't even matter what movie it is his he's watching. He's gonna say some weird shit. Uh you're gonna see his naked ass. And don't and get Nathan wrong. The, yeah. And don't get Nathan wrong. He's not saying that Neil Breen has a terrible ass. He's just saying it's a terrible shot that doesn't do his ass justice. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Neil. Breen not enough law enforcement really officers in the world that could help do that thing justice. <laughs> oh man. So um, <laughs> we, we, this is not the funniest scene of him uh, on a mountain, but there is um, there is a scene here of old man Breen just. <laughs> 
very carefully descending a mountain very gingerly and we watch the whole thing <laughs> every frame <laughs> and he finds another laptop that he has hidden in a mountain hidden in the mountain um he again sees uh kids on a playground uh, again we we later learn that it's him and his girlfriend when they were kids whatever but he's like come back to me um he just keeps typing on laptops he says i can't leave you i love you and then finally we get the context because Br- Neil Breen is a man who likes to, you know, he likes to tease us a little bit. And then he kind of brings in the logic. Brings in again. <laughs> can you believe, can you guys believe, I just want to go on record right now. Fateful Findings was his most coherent movie. That's wild. Yeah. It's yeah. certainly not this one. And it's no. certainly not I Am Here Now. Yeah. And I've seen all the others, and I, I, I gotta say, unless the new one is like a fucking A to B plot, which the trailer did not make it look like it was. You showed it at a party that nobody else knew what was going on. I know, I like just turned it on, everyone was like talking, I was like, oh, this isn't for this crowd. I'll watch it when I get home. Um, we get a flashback to a woman posing very awkwardly. Um, so I'm assuming she did that, though, because she was like, no, I am not getting naked in your movie, Neil Breen. Well, you're not oh, filming it, like it anyways. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the pool. The pool scene? Yeah, because she was like clearly like, I- I'll show my ass, but not my tits. Which, <laughs> right? yeah. So, and I got to be wearing a thong while I'm showing said ass. Yeah. Uh, you know what, though? Good for her. Because... <laughs> it's so gross. Can you imagine like being in a, like, a scene with that? Because he was definitely naked. Yeah, he's 100% naked. 100%. Because... We have proof later. I... Yeah, I saw things that I did not need to see. I did not um, need to see the perineal. The brain sack. Or the brain sack, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, eyes were, my eyes were it's, uh, tainted. It's pretty ballsy that he wanted to be. Uh, Nathan, did you coach her before uh, the podcast? Had... You know, well, see, I, I feel I led with the stronger one that my eyes were tainted. Mm, oh, uh, Brendan, oh, come nice. on! You're dropping the ball on this. Come on, let's go. <laughs> it took real balls for you guys to make jokes like that. I'll say. Yeah, that. All right, stop being cautious. Penis. Penis. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, she's awkwardly posed. They're in a pool, and Neil asks her to marry him. This is a flashback. Of course, this is where Nathan. I think you wanted to talk about a sniper. Yes, because during this <laughs> during the scene where we get you know the close up on Neil's face. We keep seeing like a little red dot, like it's supposed to be like a sniper's reticle that it, that they're gonna. It's using a laser sight. He's gonna shoot Neil Brain, and then we cut to like a little wider shot, and the the red dot is now down on the back of the girl. We cut back to the the Breenster, and it's up on his head again. So either I'm I'm guessing that uh, the the sniper was either terrible. Or suffering from like I don't know tremors or hypertension or something because he could not Might keep a heady steady hand at all. So she's dead as fuck. Um, and we so see his, his lotus. Like, did he try to stop the bleeding with like the flower that was in the in the pool? <laughs> yeah, so. and he's like, uh, sorry, he, I can't help you out of this one. He loves <laughs> he loves putting blood all over his face when people die in his movies, yeah. and. I love his, uh, I love the artistic choice to have the bloody face, like silent screaming. <laughs> Cause I was like, that ah, maybe, but it's that, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm watching be like, oh man, like I really want to hear this, but I'm so glad that I'm just seeing this. Well, you, you, you'll you get to hear it later. Kind I, of. Oh my man. <laughs> we'll get there. 
Um, so after this flashback, Breen wakes up uh, in front of his car, or Aaron wakes up. Sorry, I, I can't separate the character. Um, and, it, and on his car, it's written, help me in blood. Never explained. Never, ever explained. And nope. he, like, freaks out. He's like, ah! you know, like. <laughs> Because yeah, he gets just, out of the way. But luckily, he's got a bunch of license plates, and he's just replacing. He's constantly his changing his identities. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, the off the grid Aaron goes into a public washroom to change his clothes, <laughs> and and then says the most haunting line of the whole movie: "Las Vegas, enjoy it while it lasts. I'm about to end it all." <laughs> I was like, "What?" I was like, "Damn." <laughs> Um, cause we see like so many shots of Las Vegas. He loves Vegas. And, you know, to be honest, Las Vegas at nighttime, beautiful. The, the lights and everything. It's great. But we see so many shots of it <laughs> and he's talking about, and then he meets with his client. We finally have like a fourth cast member in this movie. And this guy, all the shots, all the shots are like, with that weird blue sky. Yes. Anytime you see someone talking, yes, it's the exact same framing. It's the person's head with blue in the background. And I feel like that's because he shot all of that in the same day. A hundred percent he did. So this guy, um, he says, the next plan we got you doing, it's bigger than 9-11 and any of the large catastrophes they caught in time after 9-11. <laughs> it's like name dropping catastrophes like Katrina or, yeah. And also just letting, you know, people know that conspiracies are afoot. Right. And he's also like, and, uh, and he, he's, <laughs> he's like that guy that name drops celebrities, but he's like, yeah, so I was having dinner with uh, Hurricane Katrina. Anyone? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we had dessert and uh, 9-11 happened to show up. No big deal. Uh, but anyway, then I was playing poker with, uh, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> with Pearl Harbor. It was crazy. Sounds um, like a Neil Breen movie. Uh, so um, this is when we find out that the background sound is the same background sound I think recycled every 20 seconds because we get cicadas the whistle whistle? same it's like it's like a traffic cop whistle in the middle of a crosswalk it's the same thing every time I thought I I thought I made a joke and I said to Brendan I was like oh my god that they have to save that person because I thought it's a lifeguard (laughs) they're like (laughs) <laughs> like they're drowning they're somebody's dead. drowning and neil breen's just standing there shooting a dumb movie um <laughs> it's a, during all this there's actually a uh an exchange slash speech about the whole chemical biological that they have and uh breen says i think something along the lines of talking about high technology and low technology and nobody talks like that <laughs> He also says guerrilla warfare is the superior warfare over plane warfare. <laughs> I said it to Brendan. He's like, Mariah, not that kind of guerrilla warfare. Yeah, I did explain to Mariah's not talking With about With a U, no. not an O. No, I know that. Like, I was like, you know, I just thought in my head for a second. Gorillas fighting. She was like, gorillas. she was hoping that, she was hoping this movie was going to turn into Congo or something. Um, <laughs> Oh. More stock footage of Las Vegas, including nightclubs, drugs, guns. I guess this is Breen oh being God. like, this is Breen being like, look at the sins of Las Vegas. I'm about to cleanse it. The best part of it is like some of the stock footage he uses, you can tell he got from like a local news affiliate. Mm-hmm. Like because the way they're shot, the camera, it's 
it's all shitty. It's not like a any sort of like high quality, nice stock footage that was sold to like Getty Images it's like or eighties footage. Yeah, it was like, like oh, yeah. it was like there's a new drug hit in the club scene, and they got like <laughs> shots of people dancing at like a shitty yeah, yeah, club yeah, in yeah. Vegas. They yeah. call and, it cocaine. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and it goes right up your nose. Like, Film at eleven. I would have said crack because that's more of an 80s version of coke. Crack. Crack. So uh, it's at this point we're like, oh, well, surely there won't be anything uh, more baffling than what I've seen so far. And you'd be wrong because we get uh, Breen spotting an old man in a cave. <laughs> he immediately clocks that he's doesn't, this guy. This guy doesn't, doesn't he, seem dangerous. Yeah. There's also a thing that he says, I, I just because some of the dialogue at this point started kind of piling up on me. Mm. Um, he was on the phone with somebody uh, before he meets the old guy, and he says, "I got, I got your GPS directions." Yep. <sighs> got GPS your location. Directions. Got your GPS coordinates. <laughs> don't, people don't say GPS directions. <laughs> Um, but the, the, the old man that he meets though, uh, he immediately, he, he immediately falls over and smashes his head on a rock and dies. <laughs> and then is miraculously healed at some point and all the blood is cleaned up. Yes. Because Breen sa- says, I felt I knew his spirit and buries him like native American style oh in God. like a child's grave. Coyotes ate that body. <laughs> There's no like- way he do- he buried that guy deep enough. He put like twelve rocks on him. It looked like the it looked like the rock mound burials uh, from Pet Cemetery. And then Mariah and I had a really good laugh at the random cut to a bald eagle just staring at the screen. Oh my god, <laughs> bald eagle! I wrote that. I wrote as a note, bald eagle. Because <laughs> I was like, it's just so random. I hate this movie. Why did I pick it? Oh, like I do sorry. like Neil Breen. I do like Neil Breen, but like this one was just so. Bad. Well, it it's unhinged. Just, I love it. Just, uh, we cut to now in theaters. <laughs> nope, not quite. Uh, barely in theaters. In fact, we cut to uh, pigeons in a park, and then for no reason, and then <laughs> Breen wakes up. Breen wakes up to the words "help" on his car in blood again. He's freaked out by it again, but we never find out what it is. He just keeps screaming, "Where are you? Where are you? Where, Where are, are you? you? Where are you?" <laughs> He, he runs um, out down the runs down the mountain and like ah! not yet not yet that's not yet. later oh, don't yeah but don't don't give it away because I will fucking start losing it. Uh, to this point, where Breen visits a grave and then talks to his mother and father who are dressed all in white, oh, asks them if God, there's a heaven almighty. and if there's life after death. And these two actors just they they you know they just say well we're filled with love and we're at peace. That's and all we need to know. We it was at this point I was just like. Breen really likes to crouch. Like mm. he's he's crouching here at the lake. He crouches by the car constantly. He crouched when he was talking to you know uh, Desert Santa that he it's later so buried. Can, he crouched next to the grave. It's so you can see the definition in his abs. <laughs> or he's got a spectacular pair of jeans and he wants you to see his dick in front. Right, right, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. probably what it is. Um, but then, uh, we get the, this great dinner scene out of nowhere. Like an RKO. And just as impactful. Oh my God. What happens in this dinner scene? Well, I actually 
texted you, what the hell is with this dander scene when I was watching this? Because he goes to visit people and he's talking to a guy, and I guess that they work together or worked together, where he talks about, you know, uh, he talks about like the stuff they did. And then he just starts rambling and everybody, like they do a wide shot of it. Everybody's kind of looking at him and I'm like, they're all thinking who invited this guy to supper when he starts talking uh, about like um you know yeah. pe- you know people get the wrong impression of people like us and i'm like well who what is your job who are you and he's like you know, they think it's all... everybody thinks of the worst scum of the earth and yeah. deserve everything they get <laughs> he's like they just think it's all car explosions they, it's not like it's in the movies and then wink he... we're in a movie wink and then he cures the daughter who has brain cancer by holding a little magic rock in one hand, faithful findings. That he got and from that he got from Santa. He got he got that from uh, from Desert Santa that he buried. Right. Which, okay. which if that didn't help him, why would that help a girl with cancer? But he, I have to say three three things about this scene. Well, I just want to say on. that he. I just want to yeah. say that he th- he in this scene he seemingly cures her. More on that later. Go ahead, Mariah. So the three things, uh, number one, I have to say is, where is the food? Number two <laughs> is, I'm saying, where that's uh, fake fruit on the in the bowl yep. and on the plate. And number three is, he heals people now? Where did that come from? Yeah, he's 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 fucking, he's, he, he's God. He's, he's Jesus. Jesus. He's Jesus. He's, he's like robot Jesus. Jesus. Rem- oh he's God. robot Jesus, remember, guys? Robot Whoa. Jesus. It's like, it's a the green Jesus. universe. Robot Jesus. So he wants to use the anti-cancer rock to bring his girlfriend back from the dead as well. But she's like, no, you can't. I'll always be with you. Save the rock to save humanity or something. I don't know. I'd I'd be like, fuck. I'd be like, (laughs) like, like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Well, I'd be like, fuck, you can bring me back to life. Yeah, shit. Use the rock. And then I'm not ever seeing you again, BTW. (laughs) So what'd you say, Brendan? Use the rock? Yeah. Can you spell what the rock is cooking? Wrestling reference got it in. We already did with the RKO, sweetie. It's okay. Damn it. Damn it. I'm so more the merrier. The more the merrier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't have to be just one. Uh, Breen at this point gets he, on the phone. He says the filters are active. Proceed. Don't don't forget. He he has to set up his mobile command unit oh, when great. he's doing this, which is right. already kind of half like set up when he we get into this shot. And he's just rubbing the wrench up against metal to make it sound like he's working on stuff. Mm-hmm. I know that sound because I remember helping my dad with cars when I was a kid. And that's the sound you make when you want to sound busy, but you're not actually doing anything or you don't know what you're doing. Neil Breen is not a car mechanic. He is an architect. <laughs> um, so yeah, he, uh, he's sleeping in his car um we get this shot and it comes up many times but there's a woman in a green coat that he just keeps finding with like a and it's like a skeleton uh, and then he walks no, away from it's like no a it's a body bag, bag. the body bag it's like a chia pet he's trying to but, put the but, rock in it but, but, but i'm saying like, it, it's it, never there, sometimes it's never it's a skeleton sometimes it's a woman sometimes yeah. it's a you know a, 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 a withered corpse but i think it's it's supposed to be his girlfriend. Like, I think he's dragging like, his yeah. dead girlfriend around. No, that's 100% what it is. Because he's trying to use that rock to, like... Bring her back. Um, He, uh... 
he he has a direct line to the White House because we hear him say, it's me. Give me the president, to which I said that actually I take it all back. That's the most horrifying reveal of this movie. <laughs> it would have been Bush, but given the previous administration at that time, I would say it was not beyond the pale for Neil Breen to have a direct line to the presidency. Yeah. What's yeah. scarier, like Trump having like the nuclear codes or uh, or Breen in his ear? Yeah, Breen in his ear. Which one's scarier? Put both together, and you can that's you a, can. That's a recipe for disaster. You can send me on Elon Musk's rocket to Mars. Um. <laughs> so, uh, so Breen is just dropping anthrax over by the airport and says, I it was "Be coke. careful." Yeah, well, it looks like a coke. I yeah, thought it was but... coke, and yeah. because and the only reason because. The way he just he drops it and the amount that spills out of it mm-hmm. would be lethal, like for miles, just because it would get whipped up into the air. Oh yeah, yeah. And he just acts like it's only going to affect that little area, and if anybody gets real close and breathes it in, right. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where he meets up with uh, some more people, and a woman awkwardly bumps their shopping cart into his car, and we get that classic Neil Breen shot where it cuts to his face and he just gives a weird like toothy grin and says, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, He bumps into his handler and he asks him what kind of mission he's going to send him on this time. And he just, he lists like a million things. Like it literally goes like this. What are you going to get me to do now? Cryptography, hacking a bank, shutting down a power grid, cutting off water system for half the country, hacking the stock market, closing down a bank, fixing an election. It's all easy. And I'm like, you don't have to list that many things. Try <laughs> you do when you're try. bragging yourself up. Yeah, for sure. And the best part about this, there's some lady filming all this as well. Yeah. And his handler <laughs> says the, the words, you're a genius. You're the best. And I was like, holy, if there was ever a lie told on the planet Earth, that one's the biggest. <laughs> I also, when he said fixing an election, I was like, oh, shit, Trump didn't use Russians at all. It was all I, Neil Breen. Hey, well, no, it would have been it would have been Biden that used Breen, wouldn't it? Oh, OK. You, right? you think because he's a I, you think he's a Biden guy? I don't know. I don't well, think he's anybody. He fixed the election. So if 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 Breen did it, he would have done it in favor for whoever won. So the, clearly right. Breen and Biden are in bed together. Check Hunter's laptop. Well, if he if he's talking about that he fixed an election, <laughs> Jesus Christ! We we now become uh, Pod Max, an offshoot of your favorite <laughs> news network. News um, yeah. But I, but if um if in 2005 he was bragging about fixing an election, I'm thinking he screwed over John Kerry. I'm thinking that's what there that you go. <laughs> um, but that girl with the camcorder, or don't worry maybe about he's her. He's just referencing the work he did uh to Al Gore possibly yeah, yeah he was in florida he got it done yeah um, all those hanging jazz good man good man, good man. <laughs> yeah Does everybody man. remember the 2000s so don't worry about the girl with the camcorder though guys she gets shot in the head I breen got... does remove the diode off his car <laughs> left by the woman with the shopping cart like the lady with the camera getting shot someone just threw some paint on her well yeah, that's how yeah, you that's, paintball that's, or something i mean that's how that's how the pros do it nathan <laughs> Um, uh, Breen, uh, Breen then, uh, goes up to a valet and b- pays him off like $200 to steal a car, which I noted that's not enough to lose your job as a valet. Um, but he, uh, but he, but he says it to him all through voiceover. So I was like, did he telekinetically buy that, uh, uh, valet off? <laughs> because no one moves their mouths. <laughs> um, mm. 
He then injects a Rolls Royce. There was a Rolls Royce in this movie. It's definitely like his dad's or something. No, that's a rental. A that, is, that is a high-end Las Vegas rental, because that's the thing that you can do there. You can rent okay. like a Rolls Royce. You can rent a Ferrari, because there is a Ferrari. Yeah. Like you said, that one was a rental. There actually was a rental. We'll get to that when we get to it. But you can get like McLarens and Lamborghinis and stuff like that, and you can rent them for a couple hours, so you can say that you drove one of those cars. Uh, so he takes his uh, poison and starts injecting it into some food. Oh, my God. <laughs> he put the needle through the strawberry. Yeah. The poison didn't go into the strawberry at all. You see that the, the, <laughs> the, the gross poison, whatever it's supposed to be, that you're supposed to inject into the strawberry, come out onto the other side, just squirting out on the other side like the, like the world's weirdest porno. And it's like that that's not inside of it. Listen, Nathan, to quote who I'm assuming is Neil Breen's favorite conspiracy theorist, Jesse the Body Ventura, we ain't got time to bleed. We were making a movie. We just got to get it done. Oh. Um. So he uh, he he comes up to a wedding chapel because I guess his next target is to pick up this couple. However, there are two couples, and he just guesses which one it is. And and so he's got them in his car. He they're they're driving, but they are clearly not driving because any shot we see of Neil Breen or the couple, the car is clearly static. Stay. You can yeah, see they... out the window, and it is there's not... a tree that does not pass them oh. at all. And that's the thing. He didn't even choose. He didn't even park in front of like something that like he could have just made it like air, like park the air somewhere where it's just horizon or blue sky or something. Yeah, no, he picked a shot with an item at the window so you can really tell that it's not moving. Um, but the guy passes out and or they both pass out. And when the woman wakes up, she faces the horrible nightmare of Neil Breen saying, oh, yeah, we had a good time. We got married. And and yeah. and we had we had sex or something. She's sex like, out by the fountains. And her and appropriate response is, "Oh my God, no! What have I done?" Right? Am I carrying this man's child? <laughs> um. Sabrine tells you know we I've got the package. Where do you want it delivered? On the phone. And then he finds out. Want want want. He picked up the wrong couple. There you go. That's his flaw. That's his flaw. Um. That's a pretty big flaw. <laughs> So right, that's that's genius, much larger genius. flaw than yeah. spilling some tuna on your lap to make a yeah. hot, wet tuna mess. Oh, yeah. God. He says to this horrified woman, get out, get out. The marriage is over. And just dumps them on the ground. And he kills them and dumps them some. Does he ki- I don't think he to... kills them. I thought he killed them. Well, he definitely throws them out of the car and leaves them on the ground. But then when he goes to get the real couple, he finds them by the lake, having already killed themselves. I can't like believe they did laying, that. They lay, they were laying so like perfectly beside each other, too, for people. Yeah. To it, it looks like they went to Ash Wednesday, but they had ketchup instead of Ash. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. <laughs> the effects are pretty great. But I can't believe they committed suicide, guys, really. I can't believe yeah, it. He can't help them out at this time. No, he can't help them out. He wasn't going to. He was going to kill them anyway. Um, it's probably Jim, I'm just going to say. Assume. <laughs> it would have been great. Oh, yeah, if... it's not. It's, it's it's the girl whose name's Jim, not the husband. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah. it's Gemma. 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 So, Gemma. Uh, Jim. So, so Breen moves on and he finds out there's a big convention in town. So he calls up this woman and he's like, I need your help. And it's, it's for, oh and then God. my favorite thing the is she says, this woman. well, and she also like clearly thinks that he's calling her to like have sex. Oh. And she's like, 
he's like, it's a setup, no sex. And then she goes, okay, well, you better meet me afterwards. I'm like, does everybody want to fuck him? That's like Tommy Wiseau. It's the same movie. Yeah, exactly. This movie wants to, this movie wants to fuck him. Um, and then he, and then I gotta, I gotta, I almost wrote the note. He picks up a guy with the worst mustache and beard imaginable, but then it turns out to be not real in the move in the reality of the movie. So I was like, Oh, okay, fine. It was terrible. Like, honest to goodness, if if he if they had taken it off him to show that that was the mark and and yeah. this is the we were looking for, I would have, I would have felt it was absolutely on brand, and I wouldn't have questioned brand. it because, exactly, it because it's a Neil Breen movie. But can I tell you something? There is a movie in which he plays his own twin brother. Yes, I do. And, I do know, and it's he's he has yep. a mustache and beard, and it looks exactly like I think it's the same mustache and beard. It probably is. Probably. I think probably it hasn't is. Watched like it he probably got it at a party city, but but keeps it like in the fridge at home looking after it like it's an expensive Hollywood prop. Oh man, that's not fair to Party City. Um <laughs> so so he uses uh his female friend who I wrote down is basically like a uh, bargain bin Carrie Russell to uh distract oh, <laughs> distract the guy. The, the, he this is where he gets the Ferrari too because he brought the guy in the Ferrari but he was he went to like a rental lot and he hacked a Ferrari test it was a um was a Testarossa? Either way, that car is from the 80s. Mm-hmm. He hacked it with a flip phone. There's no a, onboard computer. He's a fucking genius, Nathan. He he can apparently hack physical <laughs> materials because you need a car key to get into that car. He went to the he went to like the maximum overdrive school of hacking. Like <laughs> <laughs> um so so uh Breen drops the guy off. He's like, here, I found your mark. He goes to an anthrax dealer and he makes a joke at this point. He's like, that's good for your resume. And I'm like, wow, great zinger. Um, We get a standoff between agents and dealers. And when I say standoff, I mean, they awkwardly stand in front of each other. And then we cut to a scene where he says, great job. You got them. (laughs) Yes. Um, and he also says, he also congratulates the agents on their bus and says, I don't want any of the credit. Um, uh, the, the my, setup my to that on is that whole thing was what the hell shootout. I do because the setup is great too, though, because he's like, Oh, I dropped something. <laughs> yeah. And they all run off screen <laughs> and you're but bang, bang, bang. Like they're shooting at each other, but we're not seeing any of the shootout. We're nope. just seeing a static shot with the sound of gunplay. There's that word again. Ooh, gunplay. Happening, uh, in the audio. Hmm. Um, Breen is very confused and depressed and he says as much because that's how you convey that to your audience. And he kisses his girlfriend ghost. And I'm like, oh man, she had to kiss some poor girl. Um, <laughs> he then randomly shoots some people off screen and says, sorry for interrupting your lunch. Well, no, isn't he going on like some, he, I thought he was getting like components for his, for his biological chemical. I thought weapon. he was just killing white collar criminals because he says that earlier that he just randomly sometimes kills white collar criminals and just like the uh the previous we don't get to see any of the killing we just see his head pump into frame Mm -hmm. we hear bang 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 and someone throws some red corn syrup at his face Uh, but this is represent arterial spray but 
But Nathan, we know, guys, we know he's very, very talented in this regard because we hear at this point about all his medals, and I'm gonna just list them. Every medal you're gonna list, every medal. Every medal he's got. No, the I mean he won every medal. Yep, but these are the ones he names: Medal of Honor, Meritory of Service, Defense Meritory of Service, Some of these Joint Service, Armed Forces, service, Purple Heart, Heroic Meritorious Achievement, Bronze Star. Medal for Gallantry in Action. Remember uh, years ago when you used to make up the names of uh, different pod catchers that we were on? Yeah. Well, you, why'd you, why'd you, you bring you, that up, Nathan? Well, I'm just saying that you made up fewer fake ones than, you know, than Brain Dead here. Mm, pod knife has never been the same. Pod, no, nor pod closet or pod, yeah, pod kit knife. <laughs> did either of you catch this quick scene where he's on the phone and he's like but it can't be i cure impossible. her i can't be it's impossible i can't be it's impossible he says it like six times in a row before he finally says but i cured her yeah so yeah. i guess that little girl died but then the greatest part of that whole scene is when he says when he's at the end of it it can't be it can't be i gotta take another call <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Sorry about your dead kid. Hold on, my banker's calling me. <laughs> oh, he just shot himself because he was the president of the bank. <laughs> and he resigned today. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mariah, you want to take take the next scene where he's running down the cliff? He runs down <sighs> the cliff and he goes, Because ah, 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 he's going down the hill yelling pretty funny i parkour it was at this point that you died pretty much pretty <laughs> much uh i started laughing at his this weird reaction and then him running down the hill going ah and he's still running and then he starts screaming again and we see just like when he climbed up the hill before we have to see every single frame of him doing it in the wide shot and then the the stuff that keeps happening afterwards, I couldn't recover. It all happened so quickly with so much stuff that I barely got the note in about him yelling down the mountain. I just remember at this point of the movie, I pretty much well became non-functional for, I think, the next five or ten minutes because I was laughing so hard about what was going on. Yeah, it was... It- it it was it was it was a wild choice of scream. Um, it's like he they he literally filmed himself terrified of running down the hill, and then he forgot to cut it from the movie. And there's a scene I can't even I can't even explain, but it's somebody welcoming a bunch of people in a circle, welcoming them to Las Vegas. We cut between five different people, and then we hear audience, they say the same thing four times. In a, but, we, but then we hear audience laugh like clapping. Right, because it's Where? almost like it's at like a like a, a greeting at the train convention center, but it's just they keep cutting. I think one of them is supposed to be the mayor of Vegas, but I don't know who the other guys are, and they keep repeating the thing the mayor says because the mayor will say it, and then we'll cut to the next person saying exactly the same thing. I think that happened like four times in a row. It did. Yep. And uh, then we finally get so Neil Breen starts uh, his conscience starts interfering with his mission. And he says, you know what? I can't stop these uh, diversions, but I can stop the main attack before it's too late. Can you imagine driving by uh, driving down this road and seeing seeing Neil Breen, seeing a man like this on the side of the road with a satellite dish sticking out of the back of his car and like a laptop and a cell phone? (laughs) You know what? 
<laughs> well, I don't know because it it seems like it's it's one of those things where depending on what area of the country you're in, it could be a situation where you're like, yep, that that's gonna happen. <laughs> like I could see somebody driving through Florida seeing that and going, well, yep, this is just Tuesday. Florida man. Florida man. That's Neil Breen's next movie. It should be Florida man. Oh. Um, I I would love it because you know he would make him a superhero. Oh yeah, and it, yeah, it would be you. He'd have he'd, he'd have Jesus. like a cape and tights and everything. He'd have yep. like a like ram coming out of his arms, like in uh, <laughs> I am here dot 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 now. taped on computer parts. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's at this point Neil Breen says that he's on a conference call, but he's just holding two flip phones. I don't think he knows what a conference call means. <laughs> he really no. doesn't. Um, he does say he's going to prevent a national uh, the, a national catastrophe, the whole thing in Vegas. Uh, the agents show up and shoot and kill a bunch of terrorists. We go to Code Orange. You go to Code Red. It's, it's still that stuff where those guys are just saying the same thing over and over again. Uh, Breen finds his magic rock again and scoops up his ghost lady girlfriend in his arms, which he's holding her when he's holding her in his arms. I'm like, that is not how you hold someone in your arms. Like it looked like she was going to fall. It is when you're weird, awkward and unnatural, like Neil Breen. Well, that's what I mean. Like he's just supporting all he's supporting is like her lower, like, like her legs, like her her whole upper half is just like also sitting there. for other weird stuff that's going on in this movie at the same time, why isn't he throwing out the empty cans of tuna? Uh, because well, it's he's saving uh, him for his rock. His rock is in the tuna can. He has one rock in one tuna can, which also apparently that rock can cure brain cancer at least for a little while. A little why while. are you keeping it in a tuna can? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm assuming he's gonna he he thinks he can turn those cans in to get like five cents a hit uh, at the recycling plant. Um, but anyway, he, he does manage to stop this whole thing and he mercy kills his laptops while silently screaming. <laughs> he just murders the laptop. And Did then you a scene where he's like, I'm an American. It does, oh he, yeah. He starts screaming at the, at the ghost girlfriend. Don't leave me. Don't <laughs> leave. All of this is happening at it at once in this movie, folks. Mm hmm. Like, I can't even believe I ju- I skipped the part that Mariah just mentioned where he says, I'm an American. I love, oh, my, I love country. my country. <laughs> I'm an American. He's tearing at his like his black wife beater shirt and just yeah. you know trying to get like as much actor pathos out of this whole thing. But yeah, it comes off like a tantrum. <laughs> it's uh did we talk about the scene like the scene yet where he's in the car with the little boy and then like the fucking audio is reversed? Uh yeah, that Remember was that, that I, was weird. Very weird. <laughs> I so, watched it. I was like, <laughs> there's so many things that happened. I did not get a chance to write everything down, but yes, that happens. <laughs> but a lot of, like long pauses too, because I think like yeah. he forgot to like, you know, take. And it. he he gives us. He didn't forget anything. This is what he wanted you to see. He gives this speech about how he's sorry it had to be this way. Mm-hmm. Forgive me. It had to be this way. I can't help you out of this way, Jim. Uh, he reunites with his younger self and drives around with this ghost lady. The end. <laughs> lighting Thank none. God. Lighting oh. none. Makeup and hair none. <laughs> in the he thanked the Department of the Interior. They helped a lot, I think. I feel like they must have. 
Um, okay, well, that's uh, that's double down. So um, as we do here on the show, as we always do, um, I'll, I'll go around the horn. Mariah, would you say that this movie was worth a watch, a drunk watch with friends, or you know, some other substance? Um, would you commit? Yeah. Would, uh, would you attempt yeah. head trauma to? Would you attempt head trauma to forget it or avoid like the plague? Um, I think it'd be a lot funner if you were not sober. So drunk watch with uh, drunk watch with friends. More fun. It'd be more fun. I was waiting for that. Scary. Funner. Funner. <laughs> um. Okay. Drunk watch with friends. Nathan, what about you? Uh, picked out of your skull watch with friends. Yeah. Mm. This yeah. is not. Yeah. This is not an uh, an alcohol movie because you know, a lot of times people yeah, you have too much. You get a little. You know, maybe a little angry and fighty. And I think this movie can make you angry <laughs> and fighty. Uh, I can say that because Faithful Findings made my wife angry and fighty, and she did not have a single thing to drink. So that's the kind of stuff Breen will do to you. But uh, if you happen to be in a, in a state that has, you know, it's recreationalized, or if you're in Canada, or maybe soon Mexico, because that's a thing, um, definitely, definitely mm-hmm. check it out uh, with some friends. Yeah, and I will say that uh, if you if you can't find it, just get at me on Twitter. I'll hook you up. <laughs> the I'll, movie, I'll, not weed. I, I'll also say this because uh, I forgot to mention it while we were actually talking about the movie proper. He put he added like a, like a, a celluloid filter mm. to make it look like this thing was shot on films, make it look kind of older timey or like a legitimate movie. And it was one of the things I really liked that I wish he kept for his later movies because, yeah, they may be uh, terrible. They may be insane. Uh, they may have super low production values. But if you can make me believe just for a second that you used real film, I'll I'll suspend my disbelief uh, of how this film was made uh, for just that film filter. Yeah, it's a beautiful looking movie. I agree. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I just appreciate uh, that effort on his part. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm in, I'm stepping in line with you guys. I think it's a drunk watch with friends, or you know, it's in that category. Smoke weed if you, if you partake in that sort of thing, or maybe have an edible or two. Um, but even if you don't, it's just a wild thing to watch. It's just, I watched it sober and I had a great time. So, so uh, just enjoy it. It's if you've never seen a Neil Breen movie before, I would suggest starting with Faithful Findings because it's the most coherent movie, and then maybe watching Double Down. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. Um, but now we are going to take a brief break, and we will be right back. What were they thinking? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NPR bot, low haiku mode, if you if you please. Do, 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 do. Initiating NPR protocol. Where are you? Where are you? Perfect. Uh, it is now time for the low haiku here on what were they thinking, Nathan? Why don't you tell the folks uh what that what the heck that means? Well, the low haikus, uh, 17 perfect syllables to describe the movie um, that made absolutely no sense to us whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mariah, as our guest, and I know you uh, you you have to get out the door here in a second, so I'll let you go first. Would you like to read us your low haiku? Yep, sounds good. (laughs) Tuna stained pantaloons. Oh my God, he's naked. No, he's an alien. Very good. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Mariah, thank you for joining us on this podcast. I understand you are on your way out the door. Thank you. And good night and good luck. Yeah, thank you. And uh, my uh, uh, watch watching bud is I'm playing uh, uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. So thank you. Good night. night. More later. More later. (laughs) All right. See you later. Bye. (laughs) <laughs> love you. Bye. Love you, love you Nathan. Bye. 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 And now, Nathan, uh, would you like to read your low haiku? Uh, yes. <clears throat> Suspense and intrigue. Hack the dot 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 earth. Yikes. I taste copper. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. All right. And I'll just uh, do my uh, haiku here. Mm. Has all the medals. Good at laptop and flip phone. American. Mm. Breen. Very good. Very good. Thank you. And now I'll just go. Ow. Ow. That's not what we usually do. Why did I do that? Ow. I'm assuming you were just, you know, trying to prevent a, a swearing outburst for oh. NPR, but, but man, oof, that hurts. I we I'm haven't so... haven't done that in a while. See, oh. listen, I was worried he was gonna start, start talking about sloppy tuna or something. Oh, Ow. oh I apologize. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I'm just being cautious. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, Mariah's exit threw me off a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, Nathan, uh, we you know we 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 talked about this movie. We ta- we got poetic, of course. But what do we always say about our opinions on this show? Well, in regards to our opinions, we like to tell our listeners to don't take a word for us. <laughs> That's right. We uh. We do say that. Um, 
However, we, once again with Neil Breen's films, may have run into a bit of a snafu. Uh, Nathan, did critics say anything? (laughs) They said nothing because it's Neil Breen, dude. Okay, well, I'm surely, surely his flock uh, came to play, though, his audience. Well, here's, I don't, I think because they're looking for more Fateful Findings style, I think they were a little let down because we've only got 53% out of a little over 100 ratings. Tisk, tisk, tisk. But what but might hey, I also like? I was just going to say, if you did like this, you might like Atlantis, End of a World, Birth of a Legend, which okay. apparently has a 50% audience rating. Oh, I thought those but, were three different films. But no credits. No, that's one film. One okay. film. Yep. Okay. Under Still Waters. Sure. Five Souls. Oh. The Cheating Pact. Okay. And finally, her husband's betrayal. So basically it's saying if you like Double Down, you might also like these other incoherently made movies that no one's heard of. (laughs) With, you know, nobody you've ever heard of in them. Right. Right. Although, let's just see. The Cheating Pact, I think uh, we might be surprised. And I can update you and say, oh, Cynthia Gibb. I've seen that name before. That's all I got. (laughs) The Barry's like, you know slightly talented niece yes okay <laughs> i think i'd be more interested in five souls maybe her husband's betrayal they all look terrible they all look terrible <laughs> <laughs> but we will talk about those maybe possibly another day let's uh let's see what the audience has to say about this thing now writers i'm i'm going just with the stuff from the tomatoes but uh you're going to be dipping into letterbox as well i hear i'll i'll be dipping in i do, i do have one that i want to i want to read here on letterbox so i think it's okay. uh genuinely pretty funny this is a conversation this person uh Jamie Rebinal imagines a conversation between a studio executive and Neil Breen as oh. if Neil Breen talked to a studio executive <laughs> right All right, Mr. Breen, how much experience do you have with writing films? None. Do you have any experience directing them? No. Do you have any experience with films? No. What made you want to go into films then? I don't know. Do you have any influences? I don't really watch films. Well, you see now your script is called Double Down, and so what does that even mean? No more books. Well, I don't like books, so you're hired. One star. Well, then he used a reference from from Fateful Findings. It's well, his real life made its way into his movies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, my my first one is from the Tomatoes, and it's from Peter B. I can only assume that's either his brother Peter Breen, or he's just really uncreative with his aliases, and it's actually Neil Breen. Or is either... it Peter Boyle? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I think he had passed away because this was from 2018. 2005. Uh, 2005. No, no, the the review oh, the, is from 2018. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. And and, and Peter Breen writes seven slash oh eight slash 2018. Superb acting by ne- by Neil Breen. Great score by Neil Breen and one of the greatest gifts ever written. Parentheses by Neil Breen. This is definitely one of the best action slash undercover agent movies I've ever seen. Five out of stars. <laughs> um, this one is from Tiffany on Letterboxd. And this, 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 she, re- she does some pretty good math here, which I really appreciate. Um, this movie is 60% stock footage, 
34% blazing desert heat, 5% Neil Breen's butt, and 1% scent of canned tuna. <laughs> no rating. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, this one, I gotta, I gotta grab this one. Uh, it's from uh, Andrew B. Mm-hmm. I got nothing because I don't know any celebrities with Andrew B. But I had to take this uh, this review. Andrew Breen. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Breen. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> it's another one because he writes James Bond. Jason Bourne, fuck you. There is only Neil Breen. 10 out of 10. The hero we want, need, slash need, slash want. Jesus Christ. (laughs) But the hero AE deserve. (laughs) I don't know who. I think he's going for we, but it's it's AE deserve. Mm -hmm. Dot, dot, dot. No. Dot, dot, dot. The world is not good enough. Dot dot dot. Five out of stars. Should have put Andrew, four dots. Andrew Breen. Andrew Breen. Um, I'll grab one off Rotten Tomatoes. This one is uh, anonymous. Um, it's Neil Breen. It's from Neil B. Uh, no, <laughs> it says uh, powerful, dense, and spiritual. Double Down is another masterpiece from Neil Breen, or should I say, a real human Breen? Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyhow, let's see what do I got here. Um, okay. So this one here, uh, it's also there's no uh there's no name um because it's uh, it's Neil Breen, mm-hmm. and he writes the first film in the Breen pentology. Double Down, where Neil plays an anti-government super spy and bioterrorist who is also working for the government in an attempt to change the world and also bring a little Western justice to the men who killed his wife and also to become to come to terms with her death and also the deaths of his parents and also eating tuna while driving. Five out of stars. <laughs> So my last one is from Letterboxd. It's by Lily Schmidt, who gives it three and a half stars and says, simply, every movie should open with 18 minutes of voiceover exposition. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, my last one uh, comes from Neil Breen, because, again, there's no name on this tomato review. It's all him. It's all him. Uh, And he writes... Neil Breen's Neil Breen's Double Down by Neil Breen is several times more confusing than a dream you had after dropping acid and has a non-existent plot that is only enhanced by numerous tuna-related car accidents. Five out of stars. (laughs) Fantastic. Those are the reviews. Well, the emphasis on fan. Yeah. Very difficult to find any genuine reviews of this movie, but there you go. Um, those are the reviews for Double Down. Now, now that we've covered that, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's talk about uh, movies that are maybe genuinely well-made. Um, it, it's time for the dance craze sensation, the sweep in the nation. It's time for the what you're watching, bud. So we've already found out that Mariah is playing Animal Crossing. So Nathan, uh, what you watching, bud? What you watching, bud? I don't know what you watching, bud. I'll tell you so. Do, 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 do. 
Uh, well, actually, I have been checking out uh, the latest reboot um, of Night Court, uh, or the reboot of Night Court, not the latest one, because there hasn't been one before this. Um, Fourth reboot uh, of Night Court. <laughs> no, God, I wish, but sort of not. But anyhow, um, it's I'm I'm having a pretty good time with it. Um, I saw the first episode, and the you know the jury was still out at that point. Huh? Because uh, it's night court. Yeah. Uh so but uh yeah, no, I've I've been having a good time and they've they've kept a lot of the the zany sense of of the show keeping in law in, in maybe some of the, the body humor that you got from the original, but without going full on right back to the eighties. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you've got Dan Fielding is the returning cast character, but everybody else is new, mm-hmm. uh, and Dan himself is no longer, you know, a, a skirt chasing womanizer. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, uh, it is it is Night Court, and it does, like I said, it does, it does retain a lot of the original style of humor. Uh, so you know, take that for what it means. But I I've been enjoying it so far. So yeah, okay. Night Court starring Bernadette from uh, Big Bang Theory. And when you said uh, body humor, I just pictured David Cronenberg making a making a comedy. B a w d y. I know, I know, but I, that's all I can think of is Cronenberg. It's a Cronenberg comedy. <laughs> He's got ribs outside of his asshole. <laughs> Her uh, vagina has grown teeth. <laughs> oh my God, David Cronenberg presents teeth. Um, <laughs> this this fall on Fox. So. <laughs> So I, I've also been watching stuff. I didn't watch Teeth. I watched that a long time ago. Um, I finally sat down and watched uh, Silver Linings Playbook, uh, the David O. Russell movie starring Bradley Cooper uh, and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Um, you're giving me a weird look. I've been I just, it just it out of left field. was not oh. expecting that. Okay. Um, it's a very uh, affecting movie about mental health. Uh, Bradley Cooper plays a young man who returns home from a mental hospital following a violent episode involving his ex-wife. And it's basically him struggling to reconnect with his parents, played by Robert De Niro and Jackie Weaver. Um, he meets uh, he meets a girl, played by Jennifer Lawrence, who has her own share of mental health issues. And it's really just like the movie's really about like, you know, just like broken people trying to repair their lives, repair their repair everything um and this movie could have very easily been like cloying and overly sentimental but it really isn't and that's probably due to uh david o russell being kind of a little bit of a cynical director um and also a real real life shitbag. um but it's a really wonderful uh happy sad hilarious set times movie uh check it out uh, if i could put a quote on the back of the box great movie by grade a shitbag. okay <laughs> Um, so there you go. That's what we're watching. Uh, but Nathan, I know your friend Montrose Monkeyton is hanging out in the back waiting to, uh, very patiently waiting, uh, while we record this episode, but I know he wants to plug his, uh, his YouTube his, channel and whatnot. Yep, so yep, no, for sure. Just one second. I will get him. Hello. It's good friend Montrose Monkington the third here. I, I would just like to invite you all over to my, uh, my YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV. Uh, where you can see me talking about um, the independent wrestling, 
Uh, more notably, the GCW. I have talked about Greek Town Wrestling. I have recently started watching uh, Wrestling Revolver. So I'm I'm definitely ex- expanding my horizons. Uh, and getting into the the, the more grittier. Uh, product. Uh, if you would like to talk to me about that sort of stuff, you could do so on the Facebook group Montrose Milkington the Third Esquire and Friends, um, and you can also tweet at me uh, at, on your Twitter devices at Montrose the Third. That's the number three R D. Thank you. More later. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Montrose. You're welcome. And not to bring the whole room down, uh, but just I'm sorry, I was a little distracted because I just saw some breaking news from an hour or so ago that uh, sadly, uh, leaping Lanny Poffo has passed away. So, yes. Yeah. So uh, condolences to him. Uh, very sad that both him and uh, the Macho Man are both now are both gone now. So. And, and Angelo too, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, his father mm-hmm. for a while now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But anywho, uh, so thanks for uh, thanks for listening. You can find us, of course, we're all over the place. We're on all the podcast apps. Our home base is Age of Radio. Big time! You can go to ageofradio.org slash what were they thinking. You can also find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. We're on Redbubble, TeePublic, and uh, patreon.com slash WWTT Podcast. Become a Patreon. Get some cool shit. There's going to be uh, there's a bonus episode this month, so uh, check it out. And we may have a guest uh, for that uh, very interesting movie choice for our bonus episode. Um but yeah, other than that, um, I guess, uh, Nathan, I don't know what you could possibly be wondering after we watched that flawless, uh, logically sound uh, masterpiece of cinema. But, I mean, it's a formality at this point. Do you have like any any possible questions about Double Down? Well, I got a few. Okay. Okay, so, I mean, in, in a movie... Technically... Technically, uh, I mean, you had the, the celluloid filter and everything. Yep. Uh, where we are privy to a man with nigh like God esque abilities. Yes. Uh, in regards to you know technology mm-hmm. and and chemical warfare and right. and mercenary life mm-hmm. and and in a movie uh, where he is just thoroughly haunted by his past and so much so that he has to run screaming into the void of the Nevada desert. Yes. And I guess, and with a movie where you, you, you could apparently cure brain cancer with a magical rock that you keep uh, in a tuna can I I gotta ask. Yes, ask it. Where are you? And what were you thinking? Crazy. I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. Crazy for feeling so blue. I knew 
you'd love me as long as you wanted And then someday you'd leave me for somebody new Worry Why do I Thinking that my love 